Hello and welcome to the Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. And we are on episode 17. Mm-hmm. 17 um, weeks now. Yeah. Um, it's a big week ahead. It is the coronation week in less than a week. We're actually um, re-recording this on a... Monday. Monday. Um, May 1st. May 1st. Um, Five days before the coronation. And we're, we're, we're both... Uh, Struggling with a little bit of allergies, so um, we're going to be sniffling, not because we're upset or about the coronation, I don't know why you'd be upset, maybe it's a reminder that it's no longer the Queen, I don't know. Um, but anyway, if it's the uh, first time you're listening to us, Duchess, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so we are the Baron and the Duchess, we are a married British-American couple, we live in the US, but as you can tell, the British, or the British, <laughs> the Baron is British, and I am an American, and I just really enjoy following and talking about the royals and so that's when we decided to start this podcast kind of as a date night idea and then the baron kind of just gives his british male perspective on things um so yeah so we have the podcast we also have a blog and we have an instagram account that i think that's probably where we're most active so dutch and baron d-u-c-h and baron you can follow us there um, and then, yeah, we just have weekly podcast episodes. So welcome. Welcome indeed. Um, so we've got a lot to get through and we're going to try and keep this a little bit of a shorter episode. Usually our, our episodes average around about six hours per <laughs> uh, one. Um, so this one we're going to try and keep down to uh, definitely under an hour and around 45 minutes. So uh, with that, can try. Duchess, what have you got for us? Yeah, so we're bringing back some coronation games. Um so usually we do we do some sort of game, um, not always, but yeah, I thought this could be a fun little coronation one. So do you know, like in history, some kings and queens or leaders like have always had a title um, after them? So like William the Conqueror or you know, yeah, that, the, 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 that's the Eric, big one. The, I the, 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 uh, I think it was the uh, Serbian one, or it was like either the. Uh, Terrible and or the great, you know, they yeah. always have a name. Eric the Red and exactly. So we are going to give a title to first Queen Elizabeth, the late Queen Elizabeth, um, and then to King Charles for his coronation. So, Baron, would you like to go first for Elizabeth, or I have one as well? Well, I'll, I'll let you go first because I'm going to start thinking about it. Um, I have a clarifying question: when when you th- we're coming up with one for Charles. Um, are we doing it in what we think he'll be remembered um, as after his his time as king has, has come? Yeah, well, so I actually have two very different answers for Charles, and I think one may, might be his past. It might actually be a little controversial as well, but I think maybe the latter will be kind of what he has been known for, maybe will be known for after um, throughout history. Sure. So, okay. um, yeah, whatever you want to do. There's no rules. Okay, uh, well, you can take it away for Lizzie. Yeah, so I said Elizabeth the Dutiful. So I feel like for her, she always put duty in front of her, in front of everything, right? Like, duty was first, her country was first. Um, so, Elizabeth the Dutiful. Now, obviously with an American accent, to English ears, <laughs> it sounds like, Duty. That, I was thinking that as I was saying it. So how do you say it in an elegant British um, way? And I was also thinking there's a, an episode of Friends where Chandler has an interview and at the end he's like, oh, when you said duty, I nearly lost it. I was like, I, I, okay, okay, how about this? Elizabeth the Dedicated, Elizabeth the Devoted. Yeah. There we go. But dutiful. Yes. That's, I, I know, but I think you're right. I, I would. I, I think you're right in your first try. I think devoted yeah. or dutiful, yes, is 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 a great way. Um, what what it, what would your title be? Um, I think the, uh, the there's a couple of things that come into mind. Um, I would probably say the. Um, why can't I think? I, I think it begins with an R. Um, would you like to describe the word? Yeah, I, so the way that I'm looking at it, um, 
you often, I think, would use it in job interviews or in kind of an application. Responsible. Um, yeah, I mean, that is a word for it, but it, it's more as um, not relentless, but, um, oh gosh, I nearly had it. Um, come on, Olive, the uh, Baron. <laughs> Just um, like, like kind of perseverant, but a, a different word for that. What's the synonym, synonym of it? Pers- perseverance? Yeah. Or the, the, um, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. And sorry, we, we, we're both a little jaded. Um. Endure, determination, tenacity, resolve. These are great names for battleships. <laughs> um, what else is on there? Well, what do you think your battleship would be called? Um Dedication, I don't know if, well, I, I guess I said that earlier for mine. Um, persistent. Wait, what, what's, um, a, 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 it's, it's not a hard word as well. It's just, I just can't get there. Purposefulness. It's like when you go through a lot and you show resolve, but it's not that. Uh-huh. And if people, when they listen to this, like, you idiot, this is the word. <laughs> Isn't that persevere when you've gone through a lot and you persevere? Yeah, I guess that uh, it'll come to me for now. We'll say the perseverer. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I definitely think she went through a lot of hard ups and downs, right? Um, and she also was a monarch for an ex- for a very long time. So, um, Okay. Maybe determined. Okay. I kind of follow that. I'm just looking at the synonyms here. I'm still <laughs> not seeing it. Okay. Well, maybe by the end of the episode. <laughs> but you're going to say the perseverer. So is, that, is that a word? I don't think it is. I, I'd, I'd go for the determined. Okay. For now. Elizabeth, the determined. And you went for the, the, the dutiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll let you go first for Charles. Do you have one? I have two, and one may be controversial. Do, do you mind doing your first one while I think of yeah. it? Do I, you want I'm the controversial one or the non-controversial let's one? Let's go for the non-controversial one. Okay, first. so I, I would say Charles the activist or conservation, <laughs> conservationist. Um, I feel that's what he'd want to be. Yeah, but uh, y- you know, I think a lot of his work with the Duchy of Cornwall, and then he has that... Um, doesn't he? He has like a car that literally runs on like wine and stuff. So, but and with the Duchy of Cornwall and all, he he's always been very into like conserve, like conservation and you know, yeah, building. I guess like uh, or or conserving right the world, the earth. I don't know what you would say it for future generations. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that's something he's been passionate about. It always has been. Um, so that's the non-controversial one I have that he would probably approve of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have one. Um, okay. Is it going to be controversial? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's controversial. Yeah, I mean, it's not It's not probably one he'd, he'd want, but I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get, you know, when people look back at it. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give one that it's probably he would like, and I'll give okay. one that's... Okay. Controversial, so the the one that I think he'd like um, would be uh, the, the modernist. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, very different from his mother. Trying to bring the, the yep. you know, the royals into the times and, and trying to be an advocate for that. So I'd, I'd put Charles the modernist, and I think as the the one that I'd probably go for myself would be um, Charles the bitter. Oh, okay. Would you like to expand? Um, I, I think when I, I, you know, through history, but also certain episodes of The Crown, which usually is my go-to, um, whether it was being pushed into the relationship with Diana, um, mm-hmm. or not getting the way with, with Camilla at the beginning, bitter about that, bitter about, um, not being on the throne sooner. Mm-hmm. Oh, his mum not stepping aside. Um, stepping aside, you mean? Well, just saying, you know, s- not not passing. I mean, you can 
pass the throne on. You don't have to. Yeah, she, she didn't abdicate it. She didn't abdicate for for him at the time when he might have been younger and felt he could have done something. So I that that's where the bitter comes from. Okay. Because I don't think he's been. I can see that. He's yep. been quite vocal about it. Yeah. Okay. So my uh, second controversial, which I actually think he he might be both like this and the opposite. It was going to be Charles the Romantic because I believe with Camilla, he had that romantic side with the uh, and the infamous call hack thing that tampon gate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's well, romantic. I don't, I don't know if that's romantic, um, but you know what I mean. Like obviously their love has endured um but then you could also say he's the opposite of that with diana i mean i you know they do say they had good moments and things like that but um there's definitely wasn't like a whirlwind romance and i'm not saying his and camilla's were too but i'm saying with camilla you know he might be more that charles the more romantic chemical okay it was a chemical i think it is yeah. a lot of it was just physical uh chemical what do you mean chemical? Um, you know when the people say you have good chemistry? Yeah. That That's what I mean. It's I think there's uh, chemically there, and, and, and getting, you know, being, uh, what's the word? Very, uh, oh gosh, I'm struggling with words today. Um, matter of fact, like, I, I think the, the, you know, when you have uh, testosterone and mm-hmm. estrogen and, and I think just chemically compatible, I think their hormones connected and i think you know you, you you find that with you know usually the one that you love your your, mm-hmm. uh, your spouse that you have good chemistry yeah and I, I think that's why i think it was chemical for not necessarily physical but i'm sure that was an aspect of it but i think that the core of it was is uh, chemical chemical okay charles the chemical <laughs> charles, charles the, the chemist, chemist. <laughs> uh, see we have yeah. chemistry yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we have Elizabeth the dedicated and dutiful and Charles the conservationist, bitter, romantic, what was the, oh, modernist Modernist. chemist. (laughs) What a mouthful. There was a a game, a computer game called Civilization. Some of you all might have played it, but uh, in one of the earlier ones, at the end of the game, you'd be remembered for your rule, and it, it would give you just a list of all the, you know, Charles the weak, Charles the timid, and um, Charles yeah. the vulnerable. Yes, yeah, I could definitely. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, maybe uh, if you're listening, love to hear your thoughts on this yeah. one. And actually, yeah, let let's know. let's do an Instagram post on this. Okay. Um, yep. The Baron will take that on. Oh, you're <laughs> so good at it, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so we will move on to the Royal Day in History. We have two events today, so we are um, recording on May 1st. So the first one is we have Prince Arthur, uh, who was the seventh child and third son of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. He was born on May 1st, 1850, and um, a few, I guess, fun facts about him. So he was said to be Victoria's favorite son, she said, this child is dear, dearer than any of the others put together after Albert, the dearest and most precious object to me on earth. So favorite, favorite child. And then um, in 1879, he also married Princess Louise. I think that's it. Louise? Louise. Margaret of Prussia. They had three children. Um, and in 1911, in order to strengthen the links between the British monarchy and Canada, Arthur was appointed the very first governor general of Canada who was a member of the royal family. Mm. Yeah. So, some fun facts there. Um, our second one is a little bit... Oh, I've, I've, sorry. Um, Did you have any questions? No, I've remembered the, the word. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Resilient. Oh, yep, yep, that that was, yep. That was the word. I wanted. feel like our uh, listeners would probably... I've got there they got 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, Elizabeth, the, the, the resilient. resilient. I like that. Be a good beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you can make a, a, a beer cover on your Canva. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. 
And then we can do that in the post. It's creating a lot of work for me. I feel you're just so good at this stuff. No, Baron, you got it. You and beer. Okay, no, um, okay. sorry, though. The second... Uh, oh, the second one. So do you know who Lady Sarah Chato is? Chato? Chato? Chattersley? Oh. No, Chato. Chato. How are you spelling it? C-H-A-T-T-O. Lady Sarah Francis Elizabeth Chato. Chato. Chatu? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't idea. know. I don't know. But one, more, one more time. Chato? C H A T T O. No, I've never seen that. Okay. Well, um, so she was born on May 1st, 1964. Can you guess who her mother is? Say the year again, please. May 1st, 1964. Um, and her name is Sarah Elizabeth. Lady Sarah Chateau. Frances El- Lady Sarah Frances Elizabeth Chateau. Who her mother is? Uh-huh. Um. In 19- she was born in 1964. Well, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, so she's the only daughter Cher? of Princess Margaret and Tony. Anthony Armstrong Jones. Um, I was thinking that. Yeah, but and, and she's like, the. So how is she not known? I don't know. She's just a lady. Well, it says her occupation is a painter, and I don't think you know she is. Uh, well, so she's the only maternal first cousin of King Charles the Third. Um, I don't know, and she's the youngest grandchild of King George the Sixth and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Um, so at her birth, she was seventh in line to the throne. Um. And then, obviously, people, came back more. Born. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, today she turns 58. So, happy birthday. That's insane. That's like, how have, this is quite a. Yeah, I mean, it says Sarah. So, she's married to Daniel Chateau. It was Queen's niece. Yes. And, and he's the king's cousin. First cousin. Um, she married Daniel Chato, and the couple had two sons, and Sarah and her family typically attend all the family functions and often spend the holidays with the royal family. So, yes. Incredible. Yeah. So those are our two um, royal days in history, May 1st. I feel like April and May is a very busy month for the royals as well. I feel like there's a lot of big events, lots of birthdays, everything like that. Um, so next we're going to go on to our Royal events of the week. We are going to start trying to consolidate this because there's just been so much going on, but watch after the coronation, we're probably going to be like wanting more more things. Um, so we're going to try as best as we can. There's just so much good stuff. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to start off with the Royal events, the Royal birthdays within the last time that we, uh, recorded so on april 22nd it was prince louis's fifth birthday so the prince and princess of wales like their instagram account released a photo and i think the princess of wales so she's very into photography so she usually takes their photos but this one actually was not she was she was in one of the photos um so that was quite unique also tomorrow may 2nd princess charlotte turns eight years old Wow. And they released a photo of her today on their Instagram as well. And that one, the Princess of Wales, did take. Um, And then for anniversaries. So on April 29th, it was the 12-year anniversary of Prince William and Kate Middleton. or 10 years? 12 12 years. Yep. So craziness there. Um, So yeah, so those are kind of our birthdays and um, anniversary kind of things of the week. And now I'm going to dive in to the royal events. Um, So the first one, okay, so I just need to make a shout out to Prince Edward, the Duke of Edinburgh. He was in the U.S. over the week, so this is why it's making the list. So he visited the um, British Embassy in Washington, D.C. and planted a tree to mark Earth Day. The Japanese cherry tree is planted just outside the embassy gates next to the statue of Winston Churchill and joins a collection of trees planted by three generations of the royal family. That's really cool. Isn't that nice? Some nice photos from there. And then also while he was in Washington, D.C., so as you know, 
he is um he is in charge of you know like the duke of edinburgh award and everything like that so he visited morvan park on sunday for a meeting on expanding the duke of edinburgh's international award into the washington dc region so nice you know the baron does have experience with the duke of edinburgh award so it's cool it's coming to the states maybe our son can partake we're not in washington dc but is it is it um Slated to be called the Duke of Edinburgh Award, or, or does it say anything about it carrying a different name? Um, no, I think it looks like I, I don't see anything that um, says it's going to change in any names. So the award expanded into the U.S. in 2016 as a nonprofit based in Chicago, and today is offered in Maryland, Virginia, and now Washington D.C. So I don't think it's been renamed. Okay. It's just the Duke of Edinburgh's International Award. So that's exciting. Lots of fun stuff from Prince Edward. Um, Moving on, I'm going to talk about the Prince and Princess of Wales. They had a couple of separate engagements and then a joint engagement as well. So on Monday... April 24th, the Princess of Wales visited the Baby Bank in Windsor to hear about the crucial work the organization carries out to support families in need. Um, She's visited here before, but, excuse me, the Baby Bank was founded in 2015 by two mothers from Windsor and strives to provide essential items to families facing financial hardship. So she was there. So they have range of objects from newborn starter kits, school uniforms, nappies, buggies, and beds. And they also have donations. Um, but you can see in some of the pictures that the princess met volunteers and took part in sorting donations and packing referrals and heard how the organization works with local partners, including health visitors and midwives, to provide support to families in need. So I know she's visited here, I think, a a few times now she's been a long-standing supporter of baby banks she's visited many across the country um and yeah yeah i think that's that's an area that she's very close to obviously having three children as well i'm sure it uh you know speaks to her yeah if you may say yeah. um no, i know she's a uh, she's big on the family unit yeah and then on tuesday morning uh, the Prince of Wales laid a wreath commemorating Australia and New Zealand's war dead at a dawn of service on Anzac Day. So there's a few videos of that. Um, and if you don't know what Anzac Day is, it marks the first the anniversary of the first campaign that led to major casualties for Australian and New Zealand forces during the First World War. So I think the at least the Prince goes, I'm pretty sure, every year. Minus COVID, I think the Princess of Wales went last year as well. Mm. Um, and I think the Duke of Gloucester went to um, a ceremony later in the day that they had too. So those were their separate events. Um, the Prince and Princess of Wales were also in Wales. Exciting. For two days. <laughs> I'm looking at the Baron's face. He does not look impressed. Oh well, no. I mean, it's. I, I mean, it, it's not. I'm not impressed. It's. Um, I mean, they're the Prince and Princess of Wales. So yeah, so it makes sense. I think this is the third time since they've had the titles that they've gone yeah, since it's, September. It's a decent amount. Yeah. So so it's good. Um, so yeah. So on the first day, um, they spent the afternoon visiting the Central Beacons Mountain Rescue Team. So you can see pictures. It, they're everywhere of them. They're being. Forty Kate and Will, um, so what they they went abseiling, um, or, or repelling, or if, repelling uh, if, if, if that's what you wanna, um, yeah, yeah, um, they went, yeah, repelling because that that's how I knew it by. And then um, there is a clip of them that you can find, and uh, their co- competitiveness is coming out. I think uh, William says, "Oh, I'll see you at the bottom," and Kate's like, "This isn't a race. It's not a race." And then and then he's like, "Okay, see you at the bottom." <laughs> um, so that's just like cute to see, um, you know, their relationship kind of kind of come out there. And then they also had the opportunity to engage in training activities such as medical support exercises and search dog rescue demonstrations. Um, and they're really cute dogs. If you haven't seen them yet, are they collies? Border collies. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what they look like. Um, doesn't say, but 
I could believe it. <laughs> um, so after, and sorry, I'm probably not going to say this right, but the Dallas, Dallas oh, gosh. Rugby Club, sorry if I'm probably not saying that right, um, but they got some, um, they went to the Dallas Rugby Club um, and they spent some time with the Mountain Rescue Volunteers there and they actually went to the Little Dragon Pizza Van and got 12 pizzas for them. Um, and you can see them like ordering it and carrying it, even though I'm sure they knew they were coming because there is like a whole fence around them with no one there. So it's not just like a surprise, surprise event. Um, but yeah, they got some pizza. Well, good on the little dragon. Yeah. And then they, they brought it to. Um, do you know uh, why it's called little dragon? No, do you? Yeah, it's probably because it's uh Oh, animal. It's Wales. It's the dragon on the flag. Yeah, well, maybe when we go to Wales, we should go to the yeah, there you go, little, little dragon. dragon. Yeah. I bet I bet you a lot of people went afterwards. Yeah, they've actually had to buy another food truck since <laughs> this came out. It's a pizza van. A pizza van. I'm oh, sorry, not a food truck. Um, so on their second day, they visited the Aberfan Memorial Garden to pay their respects to those who lost their lives during the Aberfan disaster. Um, so I think... At least probably Americans, as sad as it is, probably know this event more from the crown mm-hmm. than actual, like, learning it in, like, history. Um, but uh, Aberfan, that's where the mining disaster, disaster happened. Um, and then they were paying their respects to the 116 children and 28 adults who lost their lives on October 21st, 1966. Um, so I think, you know, this was very important for them to do, to show... I think it was a big, a monumental tragedy in, you know. British history. British history, the royal family history. Well, just how. How they handled ha- it. How Queen Elizabeth and, and everything handled it. So, um, so yeah, so I think it would mean a lot and it brings that, um, what is not exposure, but just the. It's obviously with the the, the the prince and princess of Wales, and it's. Uh, I, I think because it was children predominantly, yeah. right? How what was it? One hundred sixteen children. Yeah, one hundred sixteen children. Yep, and twenty eight adults. Um, but yeah, so in nineteen seventy four, uh, Queen Elizabeth II opened a garden to commemorate the victims of the disaster, while also providing a place of bereaved parents, siblings, ne- next of kin survivors, and the whole community to pay their respects. Um, so the royal highnesses were, gu- gu- uh, excuse me, guided around the garden by one of the Aberfan survivors and Professor Peter Vaughn, Lord Lieutenant of Mid Glamorgan. Sorry, Glamorgan. What? Glamorgan. Yeah. And then they met trustees from the Memorial Trust, um, and then they also, I know, met. Oh, they also met some of the Aberfan wives, so relatives of the children who lost their lives during the disaster so yeah i think a big like i'm sure a very emotional day um for them and and everyone there but they did meet with people after and there was a cute moment um with a one-year-old where um the princess just kind of let him hold her bag and she kind of walked away i'm assuming she got back her bag later maybe someone else did but it it was sweet the baby didn't want to let her her purse go so um so yes she just let him keep it and i was like well that's nice i'm sure there's not much in it i don't i can't imagine what she really holds in there but but yeah maybe a a nine millimeter oh oh yeah sure okay she's like a bond i think one thing on this and i've been thinking about this with the, the royal family because um, this particular event in '66, Elizabeth um, was uh, came under fire for not not saying anything for mm-hmm. what, or visiting for a week. And Philip, she went, and in, in the show, um, she asks him, and in in the episodes about how she couldn't show emotions or she didn't cry, and she asks him, said, um, "Did you weep?" And said, "Of course, I wept. It was heartbreaking." And I think when you see Diana, um, Will and Kate now, and well, and and, and um, Princess Anne, they they go to a lot of charitable events, lots of 
sporting just good um what what's the word I'm looking for just like good deed or type of mm-hmm. organizations I wonder because I I'd be a mental I'd be a mess I think because mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm quite sensitive to things anyway mm-hmm. I don't think I could hold back emotion from you know seeing if it was like a children's cancer unit or something mm-hmm. like that I, I wonder if they're trained either consciously or subconsciously by the institution well uh, yeah I'm I'm sure they're trained in it right because like I feel like they're probably trained in a lot of things but I wonder if that emotion piece is it where it's now they just don't recognize something that's heartbreaking or they do it because if they did and they'd be upset all the time yeah would that there'd just be a mental wreck yeah I mean probably that and then every event that would be like that that would be the expectation that the yeah Um, yeah that's a really good point that you know you cried at this one but not this one exactly where does that sit yeah um, yeah and I'm I'm sure it's hard I'm sure I'm sure they're kind of keeping it in I mean as we know Meghan Markle didn't get that training she uh she was the only one who shed a tear at Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Oh, is that what she said? No, there, there's pictures of her, like, uh, you know, wiping away a tear. And it's like, okay, there's people, her children, um, people that have known her all their lives. But okay. Um, so maybe she didn't pass that class. Or maybe she's an actress. So. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fine. You know, no, I, think it's, I think it's sad that. Obviously, with the boys, when Diana died, they were—you could visibly see they were sad. But why? Why? You know, I I don't understand why the children and grandchildren didn't cry. I mean, I think traditionally, um, I'm not saying this is the case now, but traditionally, crying was probably seen, especially from someone in power, probably seen as a sign of weakness. Um, So that's where I probably think it stems from—just history, monarchy, and. Step up, up a little. Yeah, and I mean, just think, you know, like some very pride from prideful men that I'm sure. I tell you what, um, William does well. I haven't seen it as much on Kate yet. Um, I don't, when Kate talks, I probably haven't heard enough, and I could be wrong, so correct me. I don't hear the, um, the inflections in a voice. But you also said that her accent's changed. It's. We talked about it in a previous episode. I think it, I think it has since she was like a lot younger. Yeah. It's just quite high pitched. Uh huh. Um, a little shrill, and I don't mean that in like a, a negative way. I, I think that's. But I think with William. And I think there's. I'm, I'm even looking at um, a, a picture here. I'm going to show you. I, um, I don't know what it's from. This is from Sky, Australia. Mm-hmm. And it might have been his uh, Elizabeth's um, funeral, and and imagine it was. But even though his there's not too much emotion there, he's in thought. Yeah, and I think that's what I see a lot of the time when he's. I think when he was in Ukraine and that kind of surprise mm-hmm. visit. Um, he's trying to get into the moment, and I think that must be mm-hmm. very hard. Uh, for the royals going from one thing to the next and the next day, and the, uh, what I'd class as switching gears mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying to get yourself because what everybody, whatever they're doing, is to the people that are there, that's the most important that's, that's thing. That's that, but that's yeah. all they do. Those yeah. are the people yeah. at the meeting, so they're very much involved. But for I think for the and this is where we, we talk about it, how I've come to have a, a, a huge amount of mm-hmm. respect for what the royals do from previously just thinking it's a cushy job. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what William does really well. So, um, Agreed. Yes. So, um, so on that, I, th- I think Gabafin was a, a good example because I think from the, the pictures that you shared with me, uh, you can see that um, emotion mm-hmm. on, on the face mm-hmm. without them having to, as Philip said, uh, wept. Yeah. 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 I agree. Sorry, I said yeah like three times. Yes, I agree with that. Um, yeah, they're showing their emotion through their expressions like rather than. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't play it. <laughs> then, um, then just through like crying, right? 
Um, you yeah. can still visibly see it. Yep. Um, so we're going to go to a little lighter tone. One of the um, barons. I don't know. Would you say this, it's your favorite top? No. Oh, no. We're not quite there yet. Oh, okay. Um, so the King Queen Consort celebrated Eurovision in Liverpool. Um, so uh, last year, if, if you're not sure, if you're not familiar with Eurovision, how would you describe it? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, a magnificent piece of uh, theater. Yes. And um, if, if it's so unique, uh, so it's obviously held in Europe. It actually is quite hard to watch it in the U.S. Um, I think we've actually only watched it like one time since we've been in the U.S. Um, but Netflix does make a movie kind of about it with is it Will Ferrell and a Rachel McAdams? Yeah, it's um, that's it, really funny and just lighthearted. So just like a good movie, just to watch in general. It's, it's called Eurovision. Um, song contest, the story of uh, of fire saga, um, and it's on Netflix. And Will Ferrell's for those that don't know, his wife is Swedish, and that's how he found out about it. And um, they're an Icelandic duo in the movie. Uh, but Scandinavia's had a, a huge um, following. Oh, representation in uh, over time, and I'll you know this is. Um, one of the big ones that kind of came out, and I think and, you know, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but ABBA, I think, got their name from a not name but their fame from Eurovision. Yeah, and I think this was anyway. So, check it out, Eurovision. Um, but yeah, it's it's in the UK. It's more of a, a comedic thing because because um, they don't like the UK. They, they yeah they don't like <laughs> the UK. But I think um, I remember uh, spending summers in France and we would be at these um, you know campsites and stuff and you'd you'd make friends with all the um, the French, German, Dutch uh, nationals and stuff like that. And the Dutch uh, and especially the Dutch and the Germans all would always have really great English language and um, they, they tell us it's from watching MTV. Nice. Because it was, you know, English English yeah. language. So I think that's American. why... Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, they kind of said, like, you know, Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys and all that. Um, but for Sweden, when they won last, there was these clips and it looked like they'd won the World Cup soccer. There was just like people with flares, rioting, like they were so happy that they'd won Eurovision. So for some of the, the European countries, it's like, it's a massive, it's just fun. It's yeah. just really, really fun. Positive, happy. Yeah. Well, some people cry if they don't make it, but with any competition. And this is on Saturday after yes. the coronation. Yeah, so um, so they visited the MNS Bank Arena in Liverpool. So that's going to be the host venue for this year. Um, and it's the first time to be held in the United Kingdom for 25 years. The UK is hosting it on behalf of Ukraine after Ukraine won last year. But because of everything that's going on, they can't host it. Um, so yeah, so they revealed this year's staging and they toured the arena and they also met with um, some of the hosts and some of the organizers and whatnot. But one of the hosts is um, Rebecca from Ted Lasso. So um, her, Hannah Waddingham. I'm going to say because yeah. that's how I think you say it. Um, but, yeah, so that was neat to see. And if you see the picture of her with the other host and the king and queen consort, uh, I do think she's tall, like, naturally, but she's also wearing heels, so she's, like, very tall compared to, like, the king and Camilla. <laughs> um, but she looks great. She's rocking the pink. Um, so, yeah, so it will uh, be live held at the arena between Monday the 8th and Saturday the 13th of May. So the week after the coronation will be Eurovision in Liverpool. So people that are going to the coronation should just go to Eurovision after. Yeah, and what was the bar, Slater's, where they do the uh, the quad vault? Oh, yes, <laughs> said by the squire. Yeah. Yeah, squire. <laughs> um, yeah, so check that place out. Yeah. Sponsor of the week. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that's everything for the royal events. We're going to go into a little bit of royalty and then the topic. Um, so there's two events. And the royalty is when we br- have to bring up the Sussexes. Is there a button for them? So, so, so scandalous. Sorry, I wasn't on it. I know, he wasn't. It's a big moment. Um, so the first one is, uh, if you're not familiar with it, Harry is suing Murdoch's news group newspaper at the High Court in London for multiple unlawful acts allegedly committed on behalf of its tabloids, The Sun, and the now defunct News of the World from the mid-1990s until 2016. Um, so he went, he even went to London, what was it, a few weeks back, maybe a month back now to be there in person. Um, but basically, um, while he's trying to, I, I, I think they're seeing if they can throw out the case or not throw it out because, um, the newspaper organization, um, I think said it's too late or something like that yeah. for basically for, for, for him to, uh, contest it. Yeah, so for him, him to contest it. But um, so now he is claiming, or him and his lawyer are claiming, that William um, settled with uh, NGN uh, for a huge sum of money in 2020 without any of the public being told and seemingly with some favorable deal in return for him going quietly, so to speak. Um, so this was in regards to, I think, phone hacking and, and kind of things like that against William and Kate. Um, So his big thing was this goes to prove the existence of a secret agreement between the institution and senior executives at NGN. Um, Murdoch and the company have uh, have denied it. Um, But so, and and just kind of give you some statistics for the hacking. So Harry's phone was hacked nine times. William's phone was 35 and Kate's was 155 times. So sorry, Harry. Um, it's barely negligible. Come on. It? You know what I mean? Like it's right. Funny. Yes. So how many? So you said Will's was 35 and Kate's was 155. So there you've got 190 versus nine. Nine. Yeah. And I mean, this kind of goes back so to 5%. Exactly. Is Harry and the rest is their relationship. It's like, Exactly. And I think this kind of goes back to, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, the media and stuff is so whatever to Megan. And it's like, I feel like any woman that comes into the royal family, especially at that level, kind of has a deal with it. Um, Kate Kate had to deal with similar things. But, um, you know, some rumors have said that uh, William probably settled it in private because if he did take it to court, then probably some of those hacks and stuff would have to be made public. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't want another tampon gate, exactly. as we said earlier. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, it's just sad that you always thinking, is my phone going to be tapped up and hacked? And Yeah, and as we know, it happened to Diana a lot as well, and she was very mm. no- paranoid about it. So it's something that the families had to deal with. Um, so obviously, like, it's just the fact that I don't know why Harry is, uh, un- the, the, I feel like these are private details of William, so it just, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's expected that Harry's going to do something like this, but it, I just feel like it's not his business or agreement to tell. And there was also news after, so around this 2020 time, William and Kate did donate a million pounds to his Invictus Games, so people are like, he, they probably actually gave you the money or some of the money they got from that settlement. Um, so I, I, I just don't understand. I don't know. He just can't leave them alone. And I don't know how much this helps his. Oh. With your family of racism, you don't even. Well, oh, the British press said that. Right. He'll come back and be like the British press said this. Not, exactly. not my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. no, we didn't. Yeah. I just love that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't. Defensive. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If he thought this this could have helped his case, maybe handle it in a different way. It just it always seems like he's talking Drag, about dragging up the past. Yep. Um, and then when the fact when they when they gave him his charity a million pounds. So. <laughs> Bless you. 
Excuse me. Um, so that's the first news. The second news, so Meghan Markle, it's about the Markle. Um, so she wrote a personal letter expressing her concerns over unconscious bias within the royal family to her father-in-law, King Charles. Um, and this was reported by The Telegraph. Um, and uh, this was sent a little bit after the interview with Oprah in 2021 that unveiled allegations that there were concerns and conversations about how dark Archie's skin might be when he was born. And um, do we have what Oprah said? And and it seemed like they were saying they were racist, but it took him two you years to... Uh, you don't even... Yep. Well, oh, the British press said that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just that right. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like I don't... Yeah. What else? It's like, do you think we're all idiots? Exactly. Yeah. So um, so this letter has been, like, leaked to the Telegraph all of a sudden. Um, and it said Charles is believed to be the only senior royal to have made contact with Meghan following the Oprah interview. Um, and it actually says that the report does include the name of the family member who said this i don't think it was released but says it does say that um and then megan allegedly also told charles that she didn't intend to accuse the royal family member of racist but instead wanted to discuss unconscious bias i mean if you say something like that on oprah with everyone watching and you don't correct that for two years or so eh, it's a little hard to believe um, so yeah, so so when this was released, everyone thought it was the Sussex Squad releasing it, um, just because of I don't think the royal family has anything to gain out of releasing this. No. And it was edited six times after it was released, and everyone knows how particular Megan is. Mm-hmm. Um, but her her camp came out and said the Duchess of Sussex is going about her life in the present, not thinking about correspondence from two years ago related to conversations from four years ago. Any suggestion otherwise is false and frankly ridiculous. We encourage tabloid media and various royal correspondents to stop the exhausting circus that they alone are creating. So I feel like that commentary back is a bit sharp. Um, I, you know, and, and it's weird because I even think either in the Netflix documentary or, or one of their things, they claim that the telegraph isn't the tabloid or like the media. They specifically say that. Um, and I think they've leaked stuff before to the telegraph. So it just seems like that's, that goes to this. Exactly. But I, I'm assuming it didn't have the, uh, I, I guess the response she wanted Um, but I hope, I I hope that's true. I hope she's going about her life in the present and I hope they never talk about this ever again, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see. We'll see. So those were the the two things, um, kind of coming from the Sussex squad. Weird that we don't hear from them or anything. And they were also seen out and whatnot as well. We haven't seen Megan out really that much in 2023. So it's just interesting, you know, we're seeing them both out. And we're hearing about them a lot all of a sudden, like, two weeks up to the coronation. So, interesting timing. Um, We'll probably hear more, but, but yeah. So, so, so those are the events that relate to his family. Um, But, yeah. Um, So, I think that's everything for our royal events of the week. Uh, And now we're going to go on to our royal topic. Yeah, so to, to wrap things up. Um, we're going to do some bold statements or predictions for this uh, this weekend's upcoming coronation. Uh, and we'll score ourselves um, in the next episode. And uh, maybe the winner um, gets bought uh, a, a commemorative coronation mug or, or crown. Uh, not crown, that'd be a lot. Uh, coin. <laughs> Hopefully they're not sold out by then. Crowns? Oh. <laughs> uh, coins? No, I think that, yeah, you can get them for like thirty dollars, like a a, a, s- a silver coin with Charles on. Well, I'd rather get like a mug or something I could use. <laughs> I'm not like a coin collector. Ooh, maybe like a spoon for tea. You know, well, you know. Uh, do do people do still collect spoons? Yes. Do they? Is that still a thing? Because I remember this thing like I feel like in in probably our grandparents. Uh, uh, yeah. Era. Well, I think it's. Still with that era. 
I don't think it's going to come <laughs> down a generation or two, but, mm. you know, start, okay. start it up again. Um, can be your business. Yeah. Duchess Spoons. Mm-hmm. I'll Inc. make some good spoons. Um, make some right. spoons everyone wants. <laughs> Sporks. No. No. Okay. Um, would you like to go first? Do you have any bold uh, predictions? How many do you want to do? Three? Four? I have four. I'll do four then. Okay. Duchess so, first. Um, I think. So there's been talks that there's not going to be any tiaras and that the Princess of Wales is wearing a flower crown. So half hoping, half prediction, they're going to be tiaras. At least the senior royal women wearing tiaras. So let's say definitely Kate, Camilla, um, maybe Anne and maybe Sophie, but I think there would definitely be tiaras because it's a coronation. Yeah. And if they wear a freaking flower crown, I'll be what like I'll be like, what is that? Yeah, I mean, it's like how often do you get to bring out the jewels? Exactly. I'd be like, give me my money back for watching this on YouTube or wherever you're gonna watch it. Yeah. Okay, I like that one. Um, I think there is gonna be a moment, um, that Harry. Uh, gets made into a meme or a gif and it will be to do with a look that he'll give um or who? or an embarrassing thing where like you said he's he's going to be potentially if, if, you know in in the z rows yeah well that's what i've heard he's going to be behind foreign nationals how dare they yeah so so well, that's he doesn't work though anyway like he's not working not working in general mm. definitely not for the royal family so that's my prediction. There'll okay. be a meme or a gif where it's like in, in a comp- not a compromising position, but like kind of a, a moody or just like a. I could see that. I could even see just like people bored and like putting photoshopping his face with like a certain look. Yeah. And <laughs> the coronation. Yep. Okay. That's a good one. Oh, am I next? Yes. Um. So for the balcony, it hasn't been confirmed who's going to be on the balcony um, because there was all that drama of like. Harry and Meghan, wanna, they're demanding to be on the balcony. And they're like, no, you can't be on the balcony. Put them on somebody else's balcony. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I have a prediction. So the king and queen will be on the balcony, all the whales, including their children. And then I think the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh, Princess Anne and her husband. Um, I think her husband. I mean, maybe not. I, I think senior working royals sure. will be on it. Um so I think it'll be that. I don't think, like, I, I think non-working royals won't be on it just because I feel like, especially dealing with, like, Harry, I, I know he's, like, not going for that long for the coronation, but probably just to kind of, like, easy answers, like, if no, like, if there's non-working royals can't go on the balcony, then that would probably have been an easy answer, like, Harry and Meghan can't go on the balcony. So I don't think, like... yeah. I don't, well, so definitely not Andrew. And I think a lot of people would be upset if Andrew was on the balcony. Um, but I think like Unless his... Unless they were throwing him off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a, like a like sacrifice a, for the coronation. I was thinking more like kind of a, a bridesmaid, not not bridesmaids, handmaidens. Oh, oh my gosh. That's very dark. That is dark. But you know what um, I mean? Yeah. So he kind of has that commander yeah. vibe going uh-huh. on about him. Yeah. So that is my prediction. Okay, uh, yeah, I like that. Well, I, th- I think that's uh, I think that that will probably happen. Um, here's one again of a similar kind of uh, ilk. I think Camilla will do very well in the coronation, and the press, post coronation press, is going to be favorable to Camilla. Mm-hmm. In do you terms think she's going to she talk? Do you think she's going to talk any time during the coronation? Because I know we've heard before, and you're yeah, like, maybe, I've yeah. never heard her talk. Well, and yeah, then we, we have found heard her, we found her We found her a clip, didn't we? Um, yeah, I think she may. Um, but I think, yeah, I think she, that post-coronation press is going to be favorable for how she conducted herself during. Yeah. I I think they'll be, yeah, I think she'll do well. Um, okay, my next one. So there's been a lot of blue in photos like in the royal fashion 
Um, so they just released portraits of the king and queen concert, consort, and they were in blue. And they've also like hinted at other things with like this blue theme. And I think even the Princess of Wales, I don't know if it was confirmed or just rumored that there's hints of blue in her dress. So I think the color of the coronation is going to be blue. And I think maybe ties back. I feel like blue is a color of like royalty, stuff like that. You know, like a not not super deep blue, like a, a, a royal blue. Yes, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking, and obviously not like the coronation robes and things like that, because that's a bit different. But the the other, the other items, fashion items and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so lots of blue. Yes. Okay. Um, I think there is going to be a, a, a blunder or a, a mishap at the concert from one of the um, uh, acts. Which one? Lionel or Kate? Oh, Katie I think Katie. She might do a Madonna. Imagine. Hey, she's um, neighbors with Megan. Megan might be like, just pull out your boob here. Just, just one. And if people aren't um, don't know about the Madonna scandal, it was at the Super Bowl one year with Justin Timberlake, and he like pulled down her shirt. Just gonna fact check you there. He did. There was something over her. You sure know, it was uh, Madonna. I'm pretty sure it was Madonna, and not Janet Jackson. Was it? No, I thought it was Madonna. She yeah. had a song with Justin Timberlake. Okay, you know, I'm gonna look this up now. Do you have one more? Um. I, I, I thought I originally did. Um, I am going to predict it's going to rain. Yeah, it's supposed to rain. We already know that. Oh, okay. I thought I, I actually just checked the forecast. Okay. Yeah, and it looks like it's heavy, for <laughs> heavy rain. In fact, it's raining from Friday. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was Janet Jackson. I've always thought it was Madonna. There's you slandering Madonna. I'm sorry, Madonna. She, she it did, is Janet. She did I, have the, uh, the the kind of the Madonna bra with like the cones. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what I was thinking. I mean, I feel like Madonna would be okay with with that mishap. <laughs> Anyways, but again, maybe something. But did you know the Prince of Wales is going to be at the coronation concert? I mean, I don't think he's going to be like sitting there watching it, but I think he's maybe introducing, you know. Like at the beginning or something like that. It's not like he's like a host or something. Yeah. Um. So my last one. Okay. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So my last one is I think Megan will drop some big news. Like either she's pregnant or she's re-releasing her lifestyle brand, The Tig. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I agree. I actually had that one as well. So you're going to say you're going to say lifestyle brand, and that's her announcement. Or like she's pregnant. So she just signed with WME. <laughs> WME would like, so they represent like The Rock and stuff like that. So she's WWE? WME. Don't ask me what it stands for. But <laughs> World Wrestling. <laughs> but um, so she's either, so, so she's trying to do something. But it's weird. Um. They're not, like, representing Harry, which I guess it's not weird because he's not an actor, but they're going to be supporting Arch their Archwell Foundation, so I don't know. So, yeah, WME, global leader in entertainment, sports, and fashion. They're an agency. Mm. Yeah, WME. So... I don't know. So with that, she signed with them last week, or that's when it's been reported. So, I mean, if she's re-releasing the TIG, yeah, yeah, you'd probably do it with an agency. I, I think there's going to be um, something she comes out with that's negative and puts shade on the royal family. I'm I'm not going to be as specific to what it is, but mm-hmm. something that um, like a past um, interaction of she's going to say who who was unconsciously biased with your family of racism. You don't even no, no about, we didn't. Oh, the British press said that, <laughs> and that's um, no. I think so. I think it's going to be some type of shade on the royal family about um, an incident and, and why they could never go to the coronation. Or so, so that that would be my final one. So I was thinking, if she was 
not as sleazy as she is, you know, one positive thing, probably still overshadow a little bit the coordination. So still sleazy, but not as sleazy as like the other things we've kind of said. Um, I don't think like they haven't really shared many photos of their children. I know, you know, we saw the Netflix documentary, but uh, I I think there's only been actually a couple of photos where you can actually see like their face and stuff like that. Mm. It's Archie's birthday. So if her squad released like a, a, I think, is he turning four? Fourth birthday because it's on the coronation. Yeah. I mean, that would be a way to like, I mean, that would definitely, you know, people would definitely be like, oh my goodness. If they superimposed a crown and then posted it on his head. Future king. Yeah. Hashtag future king. Oh, oh. I don't even think, they don't even have an Instagram, so I don't know. I mean, they'd, they'd share it through the telegraph. <laughs> There you go. Um, okay, okay, well, with that uh, big week ahead, we hope you have um, a, a great coronation, coronation week. weekend. Yeah, and if you um, follow us on Dutch and Baron, if you like this episode on Instagram, and if you enjoyed it, feel free to give us five stars or like us, depending on what you're listening to, um, and let us know your thoughts. You can DM us on Instagram, or we're at dutchandbaron at gmail.com. And um, last shout out on taking us out is ABBA. Listen to Eurovision this Saturday night.